So shortly, I'm going to get this uh, timer going again. I will tell you, though, we're going to try to stay above the negativity on this one. But I have to start out with a personal story. Day six of quarantine and my three-year-old son has now officially broken my wife's TV. My son threw a tiny plastic ball, like one of the ones that you would see in like a ball hit at mcdonald's or something like that back in the day right but this was hard plastic right at the center of the screen done that screen is done so that's where we are at quarantine now we are we are tv-less we're tv-less and a family full of crazy people i mean what do you what do you do now like talk to each other and read (sighs) we make toilet paper forts because we have 300 spare rolls so that's that's what we're doing now it's gonna be hard to wipe your ass with a part of a a, like a fort turret you know or a roof (laughs) there's no we don't even wipe our ass with toilet paper anymore we hoarded so much of that shit that we do everything with toilet paper we just flaunt it we go out in the front yard and we just like throw it around and laugh at our neighbors you you go to the you go to the sink and turn on as long as the water's running we're not using toilet paper today absolutely not I mentioned um, I want to try to stay above the negativity today we have first of all um, when we first had the idea to sit down and do segments again um, shorter segments we didn't know that we were going to be on one subject every single time that wasn't the original plan that seems to kind of be the only thing to to talk about now so since the first episode about the democratic democratic race, which has ceased to exist, um, we've had several doom and gloom episodes. There have been positive things going on in the world since the world shut down and since coronavirus arrived on the scene. Um, and I think that it would be... I think we would be missing an opportunity... Um, to point out some of the positive things that have taken that have taken place um 
So if we, I think if we don't, if we don't shine a light on those things, that then then they go missed, and that is that's unfortunate. So I do want to spend this episode talking about some of the good things that have come out of this crisis. In keeping it political, just to start off, um, I think we should start off, Frank, talking about the relief bill that Congress just passed with overwhelming bipartisan support with the exception of a few dinks along the way right looking at you macy massey how are you pronounce that stupid ass name dude that that was ridiculous let's talk about what's in the bill and then we'll we can we can we'll talk about the the only event to unite both (laughs) sides in quite a while yeah yeah absolutely both sides and the white house it's uh that's a rarity no one one has gotten no one has gotten that much bipartisan hate in quite a while. It was it was refreshing. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, all right, well, I know you have an article that kind of briefly goes through the bill. I don't want to spend too much time on it because I want to I, I want to stay kind of away from politics as much as possible on this, but I do think this needs to be talked about because I do think this is a major positive. So, so okay. Uh, the first thing is beefed up unemployment benefits, which is going to be useful for the 3.5 million people that uh, tried to sign up. It, already, and we're yes, at like a couple weeks into this, so. Yeah, and that, I think that number was actually old by the time it was verified because so many people try to sign up every day. Right. Um, there are $500 billion going to uh, loans for various industries uh, that would try to get them Essentially, essentially bailing out industries, the uh, airline industry, the hotels. Um, I'm assuming it also would apply to smaller businesses like restaurants and stuff, but everyone is pretty much affected. The The part of it that most people talk about, which is the stimulus check, which will be like $1,200 per person, mm-hmm. $500 per child, which starts to get phased out at like $100,000 per person or 150 or something, or almost 200 as a couple. Right. Uh, hospitals, a hundred billion is set aside for them in the bill. Uh, yeah, airlines actually get fifty-eight billion. Hospitals, a hundred billion. So basically, a two trillion dollar stimulus package. The theoretically, I think the theory behind it is because everything is shutting down. Dope everything is crashing right now flood the economy with money and then hope that we can ride that out and get to the other side yeah i mean they're already talking about (laughs) another stimulus will be needed and possibly making it monthly until this is over so we'll see i don't know that gets dangerously close to uh you know andrew yang's definition of giving everyone an income (laughs) yeah Um, I think it's weird though because there's like you know that a bunch of money for you know hospitals which is great and airlines which I guess you know is necessary but it doesn't seem like the state and local governments get that much more money which is weird considering there's 50 states you know that would and how many territories that need money to buy more stuff and to correctly prepare for this and to deal with it right um there were people complaining that there were people complaining a little bit about the airlines being bailed out and such. Um, I was one of those people. <laughs> yeah, see, I personally disagree with you, and here's why: because I think that at 
this is something that can happen. It did happen. It, it's out of our control. Um, the economy is tanking. But I think that you... I think that if you don't bail out industries, then the economy is in shambles on the other side of this. And so I think yeah. that I think that you need to start with the poor person and work your way up to the middle class and the small business and the large business and the corporation like and then the these you know, but I think that like I think you need to trickle up when you're talking about stimulus especially. Um but I think it's good that the businesses get bailed out because I think if the businesses don't get ba- bailed out, then what is there to go back to for those of us who are the cogs in those machines, right? Like if those businesses fail, if the airlines fail, then all of those people are just out of work. Um, yeah. And so, that is the, the, the part of me that will agree like, all right, we have to do something because so many innocent people work for for right. airports and the travel industry that would be affected. Um, speaking of business, though, uh, the, the other thing is that a prize for retaining payroll was worked into the bill, which is awesome, that it would uh, essentially refund half of what employers spent on wages for keeping uh, idled in workers on their payrolls. Yeah. Uh, up to 5000 per worker, which at the moment, you know, wouldn't get you... And then they do have to, like, meet a bunch of criteria. They have to show that they... Took a fifty percent loss compared to the same quarter last year. Right, um, they wouldn't be able to qualify for certain loans if they opt for a bailout. Which I like the fact that they spend enough time to make sure there are safeguards in place to prevent people from scamming the government because you know it's going to happen. Which is crazy too that like you point out that they took the time to put that shit in, but if you think about it, they actually got this done pretty damn quickly. Like. You know, we can save it for another episode if you want to complain about the timing. Should it have been at the time or should it have been earlier? But as far as when the process started to when the process ended, they did it quickly for a Congress that doesn't typically do much at all. So that shows you that they have the capability of writing something extremely complicated and still, I mean, that like, come on, dude, that's... The episode of House of Cards, right, where you throw all the interns in the room and just say, like, don't breathe until you finish. Um, That's what they did here, and that's a good thing, especially in this case when now the relief has yet to be distributed. Um, The stimulus checks have yet to come out at at this time. Um, But, I mean, even that, they were saying, like, two to three weeks from the time that it passed – this past week that's pretty damn quick for the government to work so like if 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 i I have major reservations that that's going to be as quick as it happens i just don't see them they said in 2008 that it took a couple of months um to get and that's more of a time frame i see as being right now they did say that anybody who has had their um their checks directly deposited like their tax money directly deposited into their bank account at any like between from between now and then 2017 if if you at any of time in those tax years had your tax money directly deposited then this is automatically supposed to go into your account that will make that will speed up the process um, that will i'm wondering how many people have closed out and moved on to different accounts and even the year or so that 
I know that's not a, a large number, but when I'm you're talking sure about millions of people, it becomes a Marshall Ledger poll. Right, pool. and then they, from what I've heard, there will be like an online application for it. Like if you don't, if you can't get it directly deposited, then there will be like a way that you go online and fill out something, and that's how they. And but, that is when I really, really hope that we don't have people like fraudulently filling, because I know a lot of people like social security numbers aren't hard to come by. Right on the dark web, like they're most people's have probably been leaked at some point in their life. Well, yeah, I don't know, but I, but I think it's a, I, I think for all the complaints that I've seen about it, um, I do think that overall it is a, it's a good thing and it's something that is, is very much needed. Um, if you... Do you see the one thing that the bill doesn't include, which is interesting, the one person that doesn't bail out is the insurance industry. Uh, true. It also doesn't bail out the Trump family or any member well, of Congress. Um, they're doing they're doing great profiting from the White House as it is. So. Right. That's fine. But here's what I'm saying, which I do think is a good addition that wasn't in the original bill when the Democrats said no. Um, I actually think the Democrats won this one because they... They they did say no, and then they came back and they made a way better bill. Um, and I'm not saying that it was just the Democrats that made the bill. I'm just saying that the outcome was the Democrats said no to the first bill. Everybody was all, oh, the Democrats are going to take the blame for this. And then they came out with a much better – the Congress came out with a much better bill a couple days later. Now nobody even cares that the Democrats said no in the first place, and it was probably the right move because it's a better bill. So – yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think it's, it's, I don't. At least, at least they didn't lose the. You know, which right. is important. I I don't know how much they're gonna benefit because you know the. I read an article and I can't remember who it was from. Probably Slate or somewhere or Paste or something. But they said that there's a rumor that Trump wants his name on all the checks that get sent to people. Right. Which is not the norm. Usually, it would be the. You know, the, a different person's name, the treasurer, whoever would be signing the checks, but not the president. But of course, he wants yeah, to be able to say, "I a, sent you a check." Right. Whatever. I don't care. It's going to spin the same. And if it's getting directly deposited for most people, then like, I'm not going to see that shit anyway. <laughs> so, um, but you know, whatever. He can have that one if he wants to. I mean, at the end of the day. There are those of us who know that Congress wrote the bill. He signed it. Like, okay, so whatever. But um, but I think at the end of the day that, that it is a good thing. So, um, yeah. We can talk about real quick before we move on to other stories um, that I want to spend more time on. We can talk about the one moment that united everybody in... <laughs> hate for one one congressman um we could there were some silly things that happened at the end of this like at the end of the bill everybody's all okay they came out at three o'clock in the morning and everybody was cool we've got a bill it's gonna pass whatever and then the next day Lindsey graham stood up and was like hey this incentivizes people to not work um because of the added unemployment insurance and then so Lindsey's Graham whole point whole point was that like if we give them too much they won't want to go back to work because they're inherently lazy. Yeah. Okay. Like 
That was what it was, right? right? Like my argument is you're Congress, so if you if you do something good, you pass a bill, it stimulates the economy, we all stay home, we get rid of this shit in two months, then fucking rewrite the bill. You're Congress. Like you do that all the time. You've been unri- you've been unwriting fucking Obamacare for how long? Like my th- my theory is like, yeah, you're giving the bare minimum to live, but most people, if the economy is booming, they're gonna choose to work for more money. Than to sit at home for the right. bare minimum it takes them to survive, right? That's not not that many people are gonna take advantage compared to how many people are gonna sign up and benefit from it. Well, I mean, everybody's getting laid off, so I would think like either way, you need to. I think the point is they're trying to stay consistent with people's wages because we're not talking about the typical unemployment situation like every industry is laying people off right now um so like everybody's on unemployment and i don't know it just i just think that like there's gonna be they have to raise it so that the person so that the industry that loses people at x amount of money is still covered by going on unemployment so like that i mean that's what they're that they kind of don't really have a choice. I mean, they can they could go back and forth on that number, um, but you know, at the end of the day, like they have to have a number that takes care of everybody because it, ultimately the government came out and said, "You guys shut down your works. You can't work anymore." So, yeah. you know, anyway, do you want to talk about the least popular man in Washington? Yeah, that isn't Trump? After Lindsey Graham and Bernie Sanders had their little back and forth, what, do you remember his name? Massey? I know Thomas Ma- Macy. Th- Thomas Macy, Massey, whatever, from Arkansas. Is it Massey? I'm not sure. Yeah. The Senate passed the relief uh, bill. Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, not, not Arkansas. Um, the Senate passes the relief bill. The House calls a vote Friday morning, and Representative Massey says that we can't have a vote via phone conference Call it. yeah yeah you, he wanted a recorded vote in order to which is a present vote it had to be in yes. washington when everybody knew that they were like everybody not only in congress in the country knew that they were just showing up to say yes and pass the shit like they weren't going to debate over it there wasn't time for them i mean they to were literally able it. to overturn they were literally able to overturn his objection within like a matter of minutes, right? It was yeah, it was grandstanding in in the briefest, you know. And Donald Trump and like amount. so the whole world ended up hating this guy. Donald Trump tweeted something about him just being a grandstander, and he needed yeah, it looks like a third rate grandstander. Yeah, and so, he, I love he said from unfortunately a truly great state, Kentucky. Yeah, and here's what yeah, because he's trying to throw that mitch mcconnell thing out there um the he's trying to throw him a bone but here's what i will say this is the one time i agree with donald trump <laughs> like through the through the last his presidency asterisk um you know so i don't know anyway let's move on from the political stuff that i allowed that to take way more time than i planned on um and let's go into some of the some of the good stories and i did ask um some of the some of the members of the other shows that we work on the the fever heart productions crew um to call in um with either 
some stories that they've seen that they that they liked um, or personal stories or funny stories. I don't care. Just like everybody's everybody's on lockdown now. Everybody's bored. It's, it's mostly so, just a check in to make sure people are still breathing. And really, and honestly, sane. We had we had a lot of things going on before we got locked down, and they're going to be put on hold for a little bit. But we're, I'm just I need to make sure my people are still alive. <laughs> so. Um, do you want to start off with a, cup, a story that you have over there? Well, um, I'm just going to go personal. I know the one thing I've been able to do is ca- finally catch up on most of the, like, the Oscar movies I wasn't able to see. Like, Oh, yeah? Uh, that I try to watch every year. So I've had plenty of time to catch up on fucking TV, perhaps too much. Yeah, I've had, uh, I've had a lot of time to play with my kids, which has been can I Can I ask you a question? Fun. Until the broken TV, do, yes. Do, go on. Uh, do you think? Do you think Tiger King would have been nearly as big a thing if everyone wasn't being forced indoors and watching this like trash? I'm documentary? gonna. I'm gonna tell you, it is not trash. It is. Wait, it is trash. But it is the most glorious trash that I've ever seen. Now I'm only two episodes into it, but I am in love with the fucking train wreck that I am. Like, dude, this thing is something. That I'm not going to give any spoilers because it's so, it's so, there's no words, just go watch it. Um, oh my god, there's no words. Like, it's just, it's, there's, it's there's a, no redeeming characters from uh, what I've seen, which no, is very little. But. but it's like, you couldn't write that shit. Like, that is a, if you wrote that shit, you would be Seth Rogen or fucking Vince Vaughn or somebody because that's some dumb shit. Like you would be loud, like you wouldn't find a publisher. They'd be like, "This is a little too on the nose yeah. as satire." Yeah, that yeah. It just, I mean, that is <laughs> Tiger King is Team America. Tiger King, Team America in like real life form. Like <laughs> get rid if of you the mix puppets. Team America with like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, like you you. Just un- get that man. unbelievable, but I can tell you that, like, I can't look away. So, like, I don't know where it's going, and I might have a different opinion once I get well, to the end of the series. Don't tell me. You can, wiki- you can Wikipedia where it's going. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to, but I don't want to, because I didn't know shit about this coming into it, well, and it's, like, my favorite it's no, thing ever. It's no spoiler. It's no spoiler to say it's going nowhere good. We, well, you no. know that from the first second well, it starts. Yes, exactly. But I am intrigued as to how we get there. So, um, so anyway, with that, I'll let you go with an actual positive story. I think Tiger King is positive. I think everybody <laughs> sh- should watch it. Again, I might regret saying that by the time I get to the end of the series. But first two episodes, that that is so, a beautiful train wreck, my friends. So my favorite story so far of... Um of people coming together is Germany's actually dealt with this really well. So, so well, in fact, that they're actually studying why they were more effective at containing the outbreak than other surrounding countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing they've done that's awesome is they've uh, agreed to take um, the excess patients from France and Spain, or I'm not Spain, Italy, I'm sorry, France and Italy. So as their, their hospitals are getting overwhelmed, they're taking their sick to Germany's hospitals and letting them use their, you know, that aren't full, and letting them use their ICU beds, and they're also offering beds to any neighboring uh, countries that need them. Okay. Yeah. Which is just fucking strange that Germany is the, like the 
A country that's actually helping its neighbors for once. <laughs> for once. Everybody's throwing shade. I mean, I guess Hitler does give you a fucking black eye. For, for like, almost ever. Sorry, Germany. Um, I mean, at least a century. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that is that is a good thing. I um, One of my... One of the things that I've been most impressed with, and, like... This is off the Germany topic, but one of the things I've been most impressed with um, and that I think is a positive coming from this whole crisis is Andrew Cuomo. That being said, he's like New York is getting fucked right now, like completely just I mean, everything Well, and is ironically, he's the one that's usually like fucking New York with his policies. And now he's the the savior of New York. For yeah, a minute. but he is. But I think he's handled this extremely well. And for what he, he, he has been the most vocal Democrat in the face of this outbreak. I also think right? he, he's been the most like as far as now, he's also in probably the toughest position so far out of the people that we've seen on tv because new york everybody in new york is so close together that like once this spreads it's inevitable that they are just like it went crazy and it's essentially looking at new york is like watching videos of italy a couple weeks ago um and but i think that like i think he's shown really good leadership i think he has a really tough position i think that like he's not gonna make every perfect move um I know that there are probably people that think he should do more, but I think for like literally for, I think it, it sucks. I don't want to make a comparison, but like it, when I'm looking at the way the federal government has handled it versus the way Andrew Cuomo has handled it in New York, she's like, man, there is a stark difference there. Um, I get it. The federal government is considerably bigger, but yeah, you know, I just, as far as leadership, talking to the camera, letting people know what's going on, making decisions on the fly. Besides Fauci, Dr. Fauci, he's probably the person that's most responsible for keeping the calm, right? Yeah. Dr. Fauci on a, is a is is the number one for me. He, he's been, like, yeah. the most vo- vocal voice of reason he, we've had. Well, and he's, like, that dude, man, thank God for him, really. Because, like, can you imagine if Fauci didn't exist and it was, like, Scaramucci? up there trying to fucking or tell Alex us Jones or Mike Pence like yeah you know um my other favorite story or not even it's the best one of the best side effects is the fact that uh carbon emissions have dropped drastically yeah I know China cut theirs by 25 percent just three weeks with the which obviously you know very temporary relief because hopefully this doesn't last that long but it's interesting to note that at least like the hole in the ozone is closing a little bit faster and a little bit more with all of us staying the fucking doors. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another, uh, I, one of my, one of my favorite stories that I've seen so far, um, is that the, let's see on Monday evening, the health secretary, Matt Hancock announced a drive to recruit 250,000 NHS volunteers to help with things like collecting patients from the hospital, delivering medicines to people who are in vulnerable groups and, um, self isolating and calling up people or self isolating who may be at risk of loneliness. And overnight they received 170,000 applications. That's fucking awesome. 
like that is that it's uh it's a striking visual but it's, i mean it's not a very it's it's a small gesture but do you know the um uh christ the redeemer statue in rio de janeiro yes yeah i the saw that giant statue of yeah the christ they projected it with every the flag of every nation that's dealing with the outbreak and it is one of the coolest pictures i've seen in a long time yeah that is that is a very very cool they might that might have to be our cover photo for this week. I do like too that that there is like a sense of community. Um, like you see a lot of cool. I know we've talked about in previous episodes the that people in Italy and Spain um, coming out onto their decks in these large apartment complexes and singing. And I've seen a lot of clever uh, videos in America on TikTok of people that are. Um, that are you know doing the social distancing and the yeah the I know in Copenhagen and Copenhagen they were doing like uh, workouts people on balconies across like buildings were working out together yeah and like that was really funny to see yeah no but it's it's cool that people are that people in fact I can see that video right now um, of the people working out and yeah. you've seen a lot of people coming to. Um, to the aid of small businesses and workers in small businesses um, in the sense that like I've seen there was, I can't remember exactly how much food the couple ordered, but there was a couple that went in to a bar. They were like frequents in a bar. I think it was in Florida. Maybe not. It's been a week since I saw the story. Um, But they left like a $7,000 tip or something like that for like just because the bar was closing down and whatever yeah um, i saw a, a story similar where a, a mystery man walked into a flower shop in a small town and bought their entire stock out yeah like the day they were set to close yeah and then another where a couple donated all 400 meals from their canceled wedding to the local like uh caregivers at the hospitals there is um there have been a lot of there's been a lot of content, free content that's available now for people that are just sitting around. Yeah, not you able know, to do ben, anything. You know Ben Gibbard, right? Um, Postal Service and Death Cab for Cutie. Exactly. He's been doing like a daily series of uh, recordings from his apartment or like living room. Yeah, and he's just covering a bunch of different like, like either cover songs or like stuff from like popular songs or his back catalog. That's been really cool to watch every day. I've noticed that too. There have been a lot of uh, musicians doing like skype concerts and shit and that is very cool um like i do do we get a chance to talk about that cringeworthy video of uh john lennon's imagine covered by wonder woman and (laughs) will ferrell no are you gonna are you gonna take my positivity Uh, and just shit shit it all away right now it's it's we are the world but worse yeah I know it wasn't very popular on twitter i haven't seen it yet because when i because when i read it before it was before people were mad about it like when it first came out i was just like i don't care really i don't need to see a bunch of actors celebrities yeah, it's not a singing song i particular it's not a song i particular i don't want to see millionaires singing the line imagine no possessions right yeah right because like <laughs> come on little uzi vert who the fuck are you yeah who are you fucking kidding um I also don't want to see Will Ferrell sing. I don't know who the fuck thought, you know, that email chain needed him in there. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I I I'm I'm good on all that. Um 
there was a story. Let's see if I can find it real fast. Um, that I sent to myself, and if I can find it, a local story about here it is. It might not be local. I might have just lied to you. It might have just been posted by local news. Nope, St. Louis. It is local. Um, they there was a bunch of restaurants downtown um, doing like a pay what you can donation type thing. So a bunch of restaurants got together and set up like you know tables and stands, or I don't know if they were exactly food trucks or. I know that that St. Louis is on stay at home right now, so I'm imagining that it may have even been curbside thing service which carry out yeah yeah carry out's the only thing allowed right now i think yeah in the region so but it was cool to see like there were several strange donuts um sorry we're going over a little bit oh you're right strange donuts is awesome yeah um but yeah i saw the same thing in in london the mayor of london requested that all the pubs that had to close down like donate their food like if it, instead of letting it go bad during the hiatus, just cook it and donate it, and that's what a lot of them are doing. Just like yeah, better than letting it rot. So I don't know. So there are there are good things that have have come from this. I think that people um, coming together to do things. I I told you guys a while ago. Like this is creative like creative people those like creative types that this is your time to flourish because like you just if if i'm just stuck inside like as soon as i as soon as i get off here with you i'm probably gonna make music because that's what's gonna happen like i mean what else am i gonna do like you know i think there's also something to be said of like finally having a shared enemy that all of humanity can blame and hate i and then it's not it's not racist or, you know, uh, jingoist to, like, we all hate that, you know, it doesn't have to be unless you blame Wuhan. So do you, do you, um, will this bring us away from being so separated and polarized or do we go right back after this is gone? I, it will bring us together until the election happens and then both sides are going to blame this for the loss. Biden will blame this because he lost momentum, or Trump will blame it because of write-in votes that'll be suspicious or whatever, and then we'll be right back to where we were. You want to put that on the board because I feel like I'll put you, that. I'll put a hundred dollars on that right now. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like that's a pretty we, pretty damn good yeah, prediction. We don't, we don't get out of the darkest timeline that easy, right? Yeah. No, I I hear you. Um. All right. Well. With that, like I said earlier, we did. I did ask for calls, um, and so I want to play a couple of them. Um, like I said, I I just asked people to call in and and just talk about whatever they wanted to talk about in in, in quarantine. Um, and so I have not previewed these yet, and so we're just gonna fucking wing this because that's what we're gonna do. Um, but first, before we get into the calls, you have I'm I'm gonna play you my favorite thing that has come from the coronavirus crisis. Uh, so here it is. 
The world has caught a virus, so I've written you a poem. We need your help to cure it, so stay the fuck at home. And if you have got 12 kids or you're living on your own, lock it down and isolate and stay the fuck at home. If you think you're not at risk here, you're living in a dome. It spreads faster than a hooker's leg, so stay the fuck at home. I need the gym, I need the beach, I hear you bitch and moan. You need to grow a brain cell and stay the fuck at home, but I feel fine. I don't feel sick. I'll go out on my own. How thick are you, you selfish prick? Please just stay the fuck at home. From L.A. through to Berlin, from Wuhan through to Rome. There's people dying every day, so stay the fuck at home. If you need to contact family, use Facebook, Skype, or phone. We've got the fucking internet, so stay the fuck at home. The only way to slow it down is isolate, not roam. Please help the world get back on track and stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Don't you be a fucking dick. Please stay the fuck at home. Hey, guys. This is Jim here. Um, just going to give a short, quick little segment opinion on some good things that are going on right now and this crazy point in the world's lifetime. Um, I don't know about the rest of the country, but I know here, specifically in St. Louis, Missouri, there is a group of craftsmen that they use 3D printers for various projects, and a bunch of them got together and found a source file just that's out there for free. Nobody had to pay for it. It was just in a basic pile of designs in a web folder and it was for the harness of a face shield so just like if you take the plexiglass piece off of the off of the face shield it's it's that it's basically like the inside of a hard hat and then it has a little piece that the face shield hooks onto well they put it out on all various forms of social media and it got shared a bunch of times, and just hundreds of people responded within the St. Louis area, people that have 3D printers, and they've pledged to print, I don't know, like 3,000-something of these face shields, and it's happening, and they're sending it out to all the local hospitals that are lacking in PPE. And I just think that's amazing. That's something that I see a lot right now is community stepping up for each other. I really just hope that continues after this crisis is over and not just fades away like it was before. It just seems seemed like before this, everybody was just so busy and not a whole lot of carrying going on about the community. And I feel like this particular city has a lot of potential for greatness in that. I mean, you see that every time our, any of our sports teams win a championship, um, people come together and it kind of fades as the next season starts, but I would hope that this continues on into the human connection. I'll see you guys later. That's my two cents. It's day 12 of the quarantine. The weather was nice today, so I decided to take advantage, and I ventured into the front yard to begin construction on my perimeter security. The 22 cases of wire hangers I bought on eBay arrived yesterday, and I spent most of that day disinfecting them with diesel fuel and then fashion them into 10,000 foot of barbed wire. 
I feel these efforts were for naught, though, as I didn't make as much progress as I really wanted to. I saw the postal carrier was just 17 houses away and was forced to abandon my mission and retreat back to the safety of my domicile. It's better to be safe and schedule the border construction and non-essential maintenance on Sunday. Quarter weekly inventory was next on my to-do list. I discovered that some supplies are getting low. We're down to the last 36-pack of Costco toilet paper. Fortunately, it's two-ply. I reorganized priorities for tomorrow to allow time to split it down and recharge the inventory to 72 rolls. Even with this effort, it's time to reassess rations. The children's rations will be cut in half. They'll each receive four squares a day. That should be plenty. Their asses are small, and I've had them on like an 85% dairy diet anyway. I mean, items that expire first must be consumed first, right? The youngest ate three pounds of cheese this week that were slightly beyond their expiration. I think that we found a person in the house who can tolerate eating the fuzzy food. Another concern during pantry inventory, the cherry Pop-Tart supply is getting dangerously low. I've employed my newly discovered DIY abilities and cut the centers from our wedding albums and baby books to make secret safe. The cherry Pop-Tarts are secure for now. Even with all my planning and preparations, my husband's still been consuming more than his fair share of the rations. Well, drastic times call for drastic measures. I'm going to stuff the ballot box before tonight's tribal council. It's time for him to be exiled from the house. I feel no guilt for my decisions. That's what the fucker gets for eating my cherry popcorn. Advocate Podcast is a product of Fever Heart Productions. It is created and hosted by Brandon Condick with engineering by Franklin Everhart. It also features additional contributions by Jim Hillman and Mitchell Hernandez. Original music for this podcast is courtesy of Wacko Swami with an additional score by Jet Black Pope. Follow us on Twitter at TDAP Dark and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TDAP Dark. If you like this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes and be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.